Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. Call now, Welcome to hour number two of Radio Law Talk. I'm Todd Cunin, filling in the big seat, sitting in the big chair, invited to the big kids' table, Fred Penny on assignment, so I am taking over the host duties. Denise Dirks to my right in her usual position of prominence and authority, throwing down the atomic elbow, giving me the, the shotgun dirty looks every time I even think of saying something inappropriate. See, she's going to have a repetitive stress injury in her eye after three hours with me, giving me those looks. But uh, how you doing, Denise? It's an occupational hazard. Well, there you go. File, file a workers' comp claim. How did you get glaucoma and you know, cataracts? Uh, staring Todd down. Okay. All right. All right. Disability for the rest of your life. Uh, have at it. So, And then behind the – ah, just there's my elbow. Just hit the table. There's nothing funny about that funny bone. Uh, Cal, how you doing? You know, Todd, I'm great, thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. The, it's so foggy here in Northern California. I, I wish I had a joke. You know, usually I have the it's so hot joke. It's so hot I milked my cow and got four quarts of steam. But I don't have a foggy joke like that. No, so, no, no foggy joke for sorry. you. Okay, all right. You know, I, I, I get last, last hour I, I, I took exception. Well, not exception, I want to say, but I, I pointed out some – odd things about a certain song that Cal chose to play. He played Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Yes, your favorite song. And uh, I pointed out (laughs) that she starts out by saying, I don't want a lot for Christmas. I just want you, which I guess would technically mean the guy that she's a person she's singing it to. She doesn't think is a lot. Okay, great. Way to to build your relationship there. (laughs) Somewhere off in the distance, Nick Cannon is going, see? See? Uh, (laughs) Or Johnny Depp maybe saying the same thing. (laughs) Be yes, yes, but that this last hour, this last hour, uh, Cal, you're on a roll here with with the Christmas music. Was it George Michael's Last Christmas? Yes, the song that people try not to listen to. You know, they they have a contest to say who hears this song the last in our group. Yeah, and see, what are the lyrics? Last Christmas, I gave you my my, the very next day you gave it away. Cal Hunter with the feel good Christmas music. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) way to way to go, Cal. Okay, now he's going to have to. 
do, you know, grandma got ran over by a reindeer or something. Just okay. make the trifecta. Okay. Yeah, okay. Oh, I'll find it. It's no problem. I have it in a massive Christmas library. Oh, know? oh, yeah, okay. You know, we've been watching, like, Christmas shows, and there's, like, this theme in Christmas shows. Like, there's a royal Christmas, and then the next one is a royal baby, and then the next one is a royal wedding. Oh, no. Wrong way. Those two. Royal wedding, then royal baby. And they have all these Christmas shows. <laughs> yes, you want to get the order right yeah, on that one. Yes. Uh, and then with the divorce, it becomes the royal pain. <laughs> That's probably the next one. But it's so funny because they have like a Christmas show one, a Christmas show two. A Christmas... They just keep these things going over and over. And you know what? I love these shows. I love them. Uh, (laughs) My husband and I will watch them on a Sunday night and just like, that's what we do. So you binge watch the Royals? (laughs) Uh, Any Christmas show. Okay. Christmas shows I'm with you on. Except for the Hallmark movies. A good friend of mine I used to be in a band with is an extra, a contract extra for the Hallmark movie productions. I actually saw him on the screen for two seconds on one of them. But I wow. love those. You don't like Hallmark? Oh, are you kidding me? The, the plot? You don't need a plot. It's just, you know, guy comes back to his hometown to either do an investigative story, save the factory, you, know, you write a book, or whatever. Or the woman does. I mean, yeah, they're yeah. kind of now getting a little more, Yeah, I meant the guy metaphorically, you know. right? And then next thing you know, he meets his love and decides to stay in the small town and make it a better place to live. Exactly. Uh, I thought you would love those. I mean, my, my mother-in-law washes them all day long. My wife loves it. You could, you could pretty much <laughs> just turn it on and say, oh, this is the one where somebody has to make hard life choices and then later finds out he's been blessed with people all along. Yes, exactly. Okay, great. See? Oh, marvelous. <laughs> That's yes. such a beautiful theme. I mean, it's a good theme. It's a good thing, but enough already. Well, here, oh, yeah. Yeah, all right. So are we going to do some... Just just the last thing on this whole Christmas stuff, you're talking about movies. I was walking through the office, the, my office... Um, this last week, and it's Christmas time, and people yeah. are you know talking about what they want and this, and I hope I get this for Christmas and that for Christmas, and you know they're saying it very loudly so that the attorneys will hear in hopes that somebody go, oh I'll get them this and surprise them, you know, and, and all I keep coming back with is you'll shoot your eye out, <laughs> and I I was disheartened at the lack of number of people that didn't get the reference. Oh, that's a shame. I mean, you don't get the you'll shoot you know, your eye out reference. I don't get it. It's a Christmas story. Ralphie and he wanted the he wanted the uh, Red Rider BB gun. Yeah, BB gun. Everybody yeah. said you'll shoot your eye out. Even Santa told him you'll shoot your eye out, and then he gets the Red Rider BB gun. And shoots his eye out. Well, he breaks his glasses. Anyway. Breaks his glasses. <laughs> you, 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 you don't know the reference to the movie with the leg lamp? It's a fragile. Oh, oh it must be French. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am getting these blank stares from Denise. You Gavin don't... McLeod was brilliant in that movie. Yes. He was at the peak of his game in that movie, I think. Oh, brother. Well, okay. Okay, Denise, right. write it down. A Christmas Story. Just watch it. You know, once you're it doing, used to you know. be you could literally could not play like TNT on cable television without seeing that at least five times over the holidays. Well, it's still the case. They play it all day on like Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. They they just loop it and go. Yeah. You know, so. Okay. All right. Denise, is, she's still giving me the blank stare, which is better than the, you know, I feel like we need to wear a flak jacket with all the shots she's sending me. Uh, Cal, you got yeah. a case or no yeah, case I for do. us? Here we go. Here we go. Now it's time to play case or no case. Yay! A football coach, I should say a former football coach for Illinois State University, removed a Black Lives Matter poster from his door on the coach's office and replaced it with a different one. His name was Kurt Bethard, the former offensive coordinator for Illinois State University, 
was dismissed by the head coach, Brock Spack, and terminated by the former athletic director, Larry Lyons, in September of 2020. According to Bethard, a Black Lives poster was placed on his door while he was on leave following the death of his wife, who suffered a terminal case of breast cancer. Once he returned to work, Bethard replaced the poster with the new one that said, All lives matter to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The poster remained on Bethard's door for two weeks. It was removed before he was fired, and after Spack asked Beckard to remove it, he didn't, but the school did. The athletic director, Lyons, was forced to issue an apology for his statement. He has since retired. But former coach Beathard went to his attorney's office for the faculty union and said, look, they can't do this to me, can they? Is it a case or no case? Which is what I ask you, Denise. You get to go first this time, you lucky person. You, case or no case, what say you? I think this is... Um a um, kind of a made-up thing, to be honest. I believe it's like based upon the um, oh gosh, whatever the person was that said that on air that all lives matter, and then he got into trouble with his radio station or whatever. Grant, it Grant was. Napier. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think this is just a just kind of like a scenario based upon that, and it is not a real case. So I would say no case. Okay, fair enough. And Todd, uh, what do you think? Well, you know, Cal, Bethard, any relation to Bobby Bethard, the NFL great? Or or Pete Bethard and Bobby Bethard, the former 49ers quarterback, and Pete Bethard, the former general manager of the Redskins? I don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Didn't didn't do your research when you were making this one up, huh? (laughs) You know, that that wasn't included in the sports made-up sports trivia bathroom book that you were reading from. Now, look, you you had mentioned one thing that leads me to come to this conclusion. You said he consulted the faculty union. Never. Well, (laughs) assistant coaches for football teams, they go, they can come and go, they're fired. There's no union for assistant coaches on football teams. I'm going to say, true scenario, no case. Hey, call us at 855-729-7234 and weigh in. Or tweet, email. You can get in touch with us with every form of possible social, social media, media you can imagine. Yeah, yeah. Pretty easy. Oh, you want me to give an answer now? No, give us no. the answer. We'll come back. <laughs> we'll make it a tease. Stay tuned. The outcome of this perplexing Radio Law Talk case is coming up in just a moment as we continue with the show right here. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-670-0940. 800-670-0940. 
800-670-0940. That's 800-670-0940. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376. 800-918-1376. That's 800-918-1376. Hey, listen up. Before the weather changes, get new windows in your home and save possibly hundreds on your energy bill. Call the window replacement hotline right now and take advantage of their special savings event. Get your leaky, drafty windows replaced with energy-efficient, beautiful, virtual, Virtually maintenance-free windows at this year's rock-bottom prices. Our prices are so low, we don't want to scare the competition. The only way to hear about our window savings is to call. Yes, you must call our special toll-free number for the best window replacement prices in town. Get your new windows, patio doors, and more from the window replacement hotline. Get ready for the change in weather. Save on your energy bills. Call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify your home. Call the window replacement hotline now 800-710-3739 800-710-3739 800-710-3739 that's 800-710-3739 i've got to get my car washed this dirt it just won't do the best thing about quick cut car wash is whenever you go through the smell in your car is always great and they have super fun lights and colors but i don't have no time today, I don't know what I do. Your car smells good and it's clean at Quick Quack Car Wash. And I know this place right down the road. Quick Quack quick, quick, car, car, car Wash. Quick Quack Car Wash. Get the Quick Quack confidence. Huh? Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Get the Quick Quack habit. Take your car once a week. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. I like Quick Quack because of the mascot, Quackles. Come on, Quick Quack. So we sell unlimited membership for per vehicle. You can add a family plan and add an additional vehicle at a discounted rate. Don't drive that dirty car. Uh-huh. Quick, quick car wash. They'll have you looking sharp. This is no fun. I think Brad's the best. That's true. This is no fun. <laughs> Is something bothering him or her? This is a great time to call the show. Maybe they see. How's it going, Cal? Oh, everything's great. Call the show. 855 Law Radio. (laughs) That's 855 Law Radio. This is Radio Law Talk. Now back to the show with Todd Kunin and Denise Dirks. All right. So uh, so we're doing our case or no case. And just to tee it up here, we've got the assistant coach at, uh, was it Indiana or Illinois? Illinois. Illinois State University. Yep. And somebody put a Black Lives Matter uh, poster on his door. He took it down. He replaced it with an All Lives Matter 
all lives matter to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's correct. what he put That's in. Correct. Yes. And uh, Denise and I both said that this was no case, maybe a scenario, no case. But Denise, you have additional uh, additional analysis. I, I have a theory that might make it a case, and that would be since it is a state owned university, then if somebody put something up that connected the university to church and state type of issues, it could be a case based upon, you know, there being a violation of somebody's constitutional rights or the separation of church and states, that kind of stuff. But I'm not changing my answer, but I just wanted to raise that. Okay. Well, so both of you said no case, right? We, we both said no case. Mm, that's interesting. I love listening to the way you thought about that, tried to figure it out, batted it back and forth. Man, you said it was no case, and all I have to say is... Cal gets some points. Yes. Okay, but here's the thing. It has filed, but the outcome has not yet been determined. So it's a one-point scenario. So it's a no case. Okay, but you still get two points because you fooled two of us. Works for me. That's a beautiful thing right there. Now, next time on Case or No Case, Barbie and Hot Wheels. That's coming up. Barbie and Hot Wheels. Yep. Wow. Yep, 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 yep. Well, that's that's interesting because you know Denise, with your analysis there, I, you almost could see it on you. You could almost see it either way. I mean, somebody could make the claim that because it's a state school, the reference to uh, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ infringed on them because they. You see those claims coming up, but then you could see the coach saying, "I was fired because I made a religious-based statement." So, ergo, I'm fired because of my religious beliefs. Right. I, you, you, and, uh, and and for oh. two and for two reasons: one, uh, freedom of right to worship, and freedom of speech. I mean, you know, freedom yeah. of religion, freedom of speech. So, kind of interesting. But I can thought. he be yeah. fired because of the fact that he said that on a school ground property? That's what I I think is an interesting thought. That could be. I, of course, I'm also wondering if. Uh, Maybe he was the office of coordinator, and they were like two and ten on the season. <laughs> and they said, at last, the reason to get rid of this guy. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested that the athletic director retired, which tells me he doesn't think things are going to go his way. And he's the guy that said, take that sign down, buddy. And the coach said, no, I'm not going to. You know, I, I, see, I see a lot of people making career decisions, not necessarily because, you know, they think they did something wrong or, or what have you. It's just – from a career standpoint and the field that they are in, there are so many issues and it requires so much work to keep up on everything. And you can't say this and you can say that, that it's just, you know, I, I'm hitting the twilight of my days here and I don't want to spend the rest of my time trying to figure all this out. I can retire and go just be a hermit, go live somewhere else. It's not worth a headache. I'm out of here. You know, well, I think that's possible, but I also think sometimes people, uh, someone sits down with the athletic director and says, <clears throat> you know, maybe it's time you retired. Yes, I think there's a little of that sometimes too. The, the, the old retirement Jedi mind trick. Exactly. You want to retire? These aren't the droids you're looking for. <laughs> okay, I get it. I get it. Okay. Right. I mean, it's, uh, it's possible. I'll, I'll, I'll track the case and let you know if I find out I'm anything about very it. Very curious to see how things uh, move forward. Uh, look. Unfortunately, regrettably, in 
There's nothing positive about the crime of driving under the influence of alcohol. In some states, it's driving while intoxicated, driving while impaired. In California, it's driving under the influence of alcohol. And and look, it's not just alcohol. It's it's narcotic substances um, as well, driving under the influence of drugs. Prescription and, and, meds. Yeah. And even there, if they're prescribed to you. You know, right? you don't want to see the crime happen, but it does. It does. The jurisdiction that I live in right now, driving under the influence – encompasses anywhere from 25 to 35 percent of all the cases that are prosecuted in this jurisdiction. You take everything else, and 25 to 35 percent of them are DUI-related. And, um, and it happens, and over the holidays, there is an, usually an increase, an uptick in the number of arrests. I think it's a combination of increased enforcement uh, DUI enforcement. There's more officers out on the road trying to keep the roads safe, but there's also more people going to parties that drink and drive, and it happens. And Denise, you and I were talking about this at the break. It seems to be that driving under the influence is one of those crimes that cuts across all socioeconomic factors. When it get, there are poor people, rich people, it doesn't discriminate in terms of color. It, it just, you know, DUIs is is the one crime that cuts across all of them. What do we have there? Right. Well, DUIs doesn't just mean alcohol. That's DUIs right. can mean other um, substances that cause you to be impaired when you drive. And we've got – we were looking at this finding now that has been made, which is certainly going to give rise to some civil liability. But um, the wife of, of Chris Beerman, he's an ESPN um, um, announcer um, – she was guilty or not guilty. Very sadly, she was killed in a crash. And in fact, she was under the influence at the time and is the cause now or been determined to be the cause of this crash. And it's a really sad case because um, because she took out an older gentleman as well as herself. And we're going to talk more about that when we come back and about different types of liabilities for DUIs. That's and, right. And I hope we ask the question, when is enough enough? How do we stop this? You know, it seems like an interesting societal question. We've done it with tobacco. How do we do it with drinking and driving? Just just thinking out loud. So maybe we can talk about that. That'll be, that'll be an interesting topic to discuss. And we'll do that after this break. You're listening to Radio Law Talk on your favorite radio station or online. We'll be back in just a few. Thanks for turning on Radio Law Talk. As Todd said, on your favorite local radio station, which is where we prefer you listen, but if it's not there for all three hours, you can always hop over to radiolawtalk.com, listen live, or listen to our archived shows. Every show we've done is there at radiolawtalk.com at no charge. Now this. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. 
The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-352-3308. 800-352-3308. That's 800-352-3308. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on credit. Keep listening for an exciting offer from U.S. Med. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain and inconvenience of pricking your fingers over and over again by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor or CGM. You can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away. If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call today and learn about the latest CGM technology. 800-251-7560. 800-251-7560. 800-251-7560. We'll tell you all you need to know about CGMs. A CGM can immediately reduce pain. It's accurate, easy to use, and helps you make better diabetes treatment decisions. And with insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now to learn more. 800-251-7560. I like that show. Are you serious? Email the show anytime you'd like. Info at radiolawtalk.com. I-N-F-O. Info. Info at radiolawtalk.com. Dot com. We're back here on Radio Law Talk. When going into the break, we were talking about the the recent development out of uh, Connecticut, those of you who watch ESPN, familiar with Chris Berman, he long time. I, I think he, Chris Berman has been with ESPN since its inception. His, I, I believe the first sports editor he was on that. Yeah, he, yes. is, he is a foundation rock at that place. Yeah. And, and yeah, he, just a fabulous uh, broadcaster. He's been in the sports industry for decades. Everybody knows him. Uh, tragically, his spouse was killed about a year ago in an accident where her car rear-ended the vehicle of a, a Another older gentleman, and both were killed. She was killed in her vehicle. The older gentleman in his pickup truck, they, they were both died. And the investigation ensued, and it came out uh, this last week that she had a blood alcohol level three times the legal limit. I think she was a, a .26 was her blood alcohol level. .08 is the legal limit in con- Connecticut and in most, if not all, states. I think Utah may have just changed theirs uh, to a little bit lower. But uh, so she was three times the legal limit. And they also found, um, I think, Oxycontin pain pain medication. She had recently had back surgery or back issues. And so they found uh, pain medication there. And so she was at fault for the accident because they both died. Obviously, there are no criminal charges being filed, but you can expect uh, the uh, estate uh, family members of the uh, gentleman who was killed have indicated that they'll be seeking um, compensation from the estate of Miss Berman. They're also going to be uh, going after the restaurant where Mrs. Berman was dining prior to getting into the vehicle on the uh, violation of the dram shop rules, continuing to serve alcohol, allegedly uh, to somebody that was clearly intoxicated, although there will be defenses either way. But this springboards into a discussion about the dangers of drinking and driving, especially exacerbated around the holidays, and and how that can really 
affect society. And Denise, we've got we, – we talked about there being so many uh, people that have been convicted of DUI. There's a long list of celebrities that have been convicted. Isn't that right? Oh, yeah. There's, I mean, this is – it crosses all lines here. Um, I don't know if you remember, but there were – you know, the, the Lindsay Lohan, Paris Hill. Oh, yeah. You know, that group that kind of got together. Well, both of them had DUIs. Justin Bieber had a DUI. Um, I, um, I was really surprised to hear that Kiefer Sullivan had a DUI. Tiger Woods. Right. He's on your list probably. Yes, he, and he did. he did. And it was then expunged because right. he met the terms of his probation and got rid of it. Chloe uh, Kardashian had a DUI. Say Tim it isn't Allen. so. Tim Allen. I'm going to yeah. go see him in coming weeks oh, or months. Uh, Michael Phelps. Uh, Randy Travis. Remember, he had a huge meltdown. He had a DUI, and he just really had a, like a series of events that showed that he had a pretty serious alcohol problem. And then John Stamos, Chris Brown, and this one surprised me. I see – what is it called? I, I see, see dead people. Dead people. Uh, Haley Osmos? Yeah, Haley, Haley Joel, Joel Osment. Osment had a, a DUI. Osment, yeah, Osment, yeah. I yeah. would say osmosis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the, it, there, it happens a lot, and there's a lot of things that, that happen as a consequence. Um, in California, you get your first DUI, you're out $10,000 at least, maybe more. And it's a very expensive criminal act. It's um, not limited to just alcohol. And in the um, Beerman case, um, she had other things in her system. Uh, she had some um, uh, pain medication. That's right. She had some antidepressants in her system. And who knows what happens, you know, when all those things react, too. Are you more susceptible to well, alcohol? Are you, you know— you drive let's, 80 miles an hour and plow to the back of an old guy's pickup is what happens, you know, in that let, case. Yeah. Let, let's break that down for just a little bit. So first, we know that alcohol impairs. Alcohol is unique in the sense that alcohol impairs both your mental ability, so it, it impairs your cognitive functions, but alcohol also impairs how your muscles perform. That's, that's the big difference between alcohol and drugs. Hmm. So, so not only does alcohol affect the signal coming from your brain to your muscles, but it also affects your muscles' ability to actually carry out whatever signal was sent there, okay? So it affects the musculature, whereas drugs, for the most part, only affect the signal coming from the brain. It, it, it's manifest in the muscles, but the muscles are just doing what the brain told it to do, and, and and they get a pretty whacked out signal from the brain. So that's the biggest difference between uh, alcohol and drugs, as I've heard explained yeah, dozens of times by criminolo criminologists when they've been testifying in cases when I was a prosecutor. And, and, but remember, when you get a prescription, what does it say on the prescription for whatever you get? Do does, not operate heavy machinery. Until you know how this affects you. And then a lot of them also have do not use with alcohol right. because, Denise, you had, a, you had an interesting question, which is, okay, so Ms. Berman was a .26, but she also had these drugs in her system. Could the drugs have caused the reading for alcohol to be higher than what it normally was? Is, is there some sort of synergistic effect? No, that wouldn't cause the alcohol reading to be higher, but – it may cause the effect of the alcohol combined with the narcotics in the system 
to increase the mental impairment in your ability to operate a motor vehicle safely. And so that's where it really comes in. The, the long and short of it is, um, Denise, you were right, 10000 bucks for a DUI. You know, a large chunk of that could be the fines and the fees and everything you pay, but then you have attorney's costs and court costs and, and the whole ball of wax. And then you compare that to what, a, a $20 ride on Uber to take home? Well, it, it seems to make much more sense. Based on yes. the list that Denise read, it would appear to me that drinking while driving is socially acceptable in Hollywood. Because in the old days, the cops would pull a celebrity over and say, okay, let's get this guy home. Let's get this woman home. It was kept quiet. But still, in spite of all of the publicity, all of the costs, it still seems to be okay. Am I missing something here? No, it's not okay. It's a crime. I know, but, but people continue to do it. Yes, because there's a, there's kind of a, here we go, into this idea. Well, you know, like you had said, they've outlawed basically tobacco or they've handled tobacco. They haven't. People have a right to smoke, even though it causes serious, you know, physical um, injury um, to pregnant women. To You know, even the secondhand smoke causes injury. And that's one of the dilemmas here. It's legal to drink. So people have maybe not a right to drink, but they may think they have a right to drink. And it becomes um, kind of a look as to when do individual rights impact other person's individual rights and whose individual rights going to prevail. And Todd has kind of a unique idea on this, which is really kind of smart. Which right now, we don't have a clear idea of this. When do the rights are going to clash and who's going to prevail on these individual rights? But to clarify, I said that cigarette smoking has become socially unacceptable, not illegal. And there's kind of a difference. you know. Well, we, it depends we, on what peer group you're in. Or in the state of California, what building you're in. Or, well, true. To, to, so to your point, Cal, I don't think that drinking and driving has become socially acceptable in the Hollywood scene or Southern California. Right. Because I don't think it's happening there any more frequently than it's happening in any other jurisdiction. It's something that happens, and we all recognize, and and society recognizes that it's wrong, and when people, most of the first-time offender DUIs never get another DUI, I mean, there is some recidivism, but when you compare the second, third time to the number of people that are one and done, they never get another one. Um, That previous number is, is much higher that most people don't do it again. And I don't think anybody is out there saying, ah, yeah, go ahead and do that. I don't see that there's a social... I dare you to. You know, well, it's, it's yeah. not socially acceptable. But how do we make it's a it stigma. go away, I but, guess is my question. But yeah. here's, here's the thing that I see, and this is the difficulty with DUI. So you, you want to say people need to use good judgment, right? And I, and I agree with that. People need to use good judgment. I think that people need to take responsibility for the timing of that judgment, Because if you go to a party, and then when you're done with that party and you get ready to leave, if you have been drinking, let's face it, you're mentally impaired, so your assessment of your ability to drive and level of intoxication is probably not that great because you've been drinking. It becomes circular. It feeds off of itself. So the implementation of a plan needs to occur before you're intoxicated. So before you go to the party, have a plan. That's why, that's, that's why designated driving, uh, designated drivers in a group became a thing was because, okay, we need to plan for what we're going to do. We're going to talk about this more when we come, after, when we come back from the break because this is an important topic and the legal consequence, consequences that apply when it comes to drinking and driving and how people should approach it. Don't go away. You're listening to Radio Law Talk. We'll be back after 
these interesting messages and outgoing music from Cal. And, and to get in a final shot, it's especially relevant during this the high time of party seasoning. So we'll talk about that. It might help you out. Don't go away. This is Radio Law Talk. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-7092. 800-918-7092. That's 800-918-7092. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. Call now, 800-238-9182, 800-238-9182, Again, that's 800-238-9182. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-711-9218. 800-711-9218. 800-711-9218. That's 800-711-9218.
Medicare rules are confusing. They should be. There are over 130,000 pages of regulations. There's Part A through D, Medicare Advantage, and Medigap. According to the CMS, there are government programs available that can help you pay for your medical expenses. Choosing the right Medicare plan is a really big deal. The wrong choice can cost you a lot of money, and the right choice can put more money in your pocket. Call one of our licensed representatives today. At 65 Plus Medicare, our free service can show you a plan that will maximize your Medicare benefits, ensure you are taking advantage of all available government assistance programs, and save you money. Plus, call right now and get a free report on how to avoid costly Medicare mistakes. Call now. 800-220-7612-800-220-7612-800-220-7612. That's 800-220-7612. This is the best show ever. Not literally. Time to get back to Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. So we, yeah, yeah. Oh, here are Todd Kunin and Denise Dirks. I was going to do a little back intro for you. Oh, uh, awesome. awesome. So we went into the break. We were talking about DUI law and the effect that it can have on society, and especially in this time of year where there are more DUIs that uh, where folks are arrested for DUI, a lot more drinking going on at parties, and people get behind the wheel. You know, just to just to do a brief history of DUI law, and, and this is where because Cal, this gets to your question that you had at the break. How do we, what do we do to stop this? Right. right? Obviously, we've been, we've been trying for a while. Oh yeah, we, I think we've been trying to stop driving while impaired for as long as there has been the combination of vehicles and people who get behind the wheel who are impaired. And and when that first posed a problem, interestingly enough, I mean, before there was vehicles, there people were on the horses, and the horses took care of you. You could drive. You could drive your horse drunk, and it wasn't going to hurt anybody. Yeah, but you know, a bicycle built for two, we're not necessarily going to protect you if both parties are impaired. That's that's that could be, and there are probably some people out there getting their horse drunk, but not me. So um, anyway, whiskey for my men and beer for my horses. Yes, right? as the song goes. So initially, there was you know, are you impaired because of you know before they could test your blood alcohol level, there were laws and and stuff promulgated to prohibit driving or under the influence of alcohol if you were impaired. But do you see the problem that that might pose if that's the only element, that's the only part of the law? you got some people that handle drinking alcohol much better than others. You know, uh, if if I drank alcohol, I guarantee you I would be a lightweight. I I have (laughs) alcohol before. I'm a lightweight. Two beers, I am... My blood alcohol level is probably not any higher than a .04, half the legal limit. There ain't no way I should be driving a car. And yet I know other people who, they could be a .10, they could be a .12, you wouldn't even know it just because of of the way they present themselves. And so the law evolved to say, you know what, we're going to take this guesswork out of it, and we're just going to make what's called a per se violation, which is if your blood alcohol is a .08 or higher, whether you feel intoxicated or not, whether you show evidence of impairment or not, if you're driving and your blood alcohol level is a .08 or higher, you're guilty of DUI. And and that was a step, Cal, a huge step in the right direction to solving the, or to, to addressing the problem because everybody knew 
point zero eight or higher, you're DUI. Hard and fast, this is how it is. That's right. right. That's right. Now, there's no corollary for drugs. Like if you have drugs in your system at a certain amount, uh, you're automatically DUI drugs. Uh, when it comes to drugs, they have to show that you were impaired at the time of driving. But for alcohol, it's point zero eight or higher. And that includes um, marijuana. They don't really have a standard yet for marijuana, but I think they're going to see that pretty quick. It sticks out in my mind that there Mm -hmm. are a couple of jurisdictions that may have introduced if if marijuana, if Delta 9 THC, that's the active ingredient in marijuana that makes you, you know, hungry and think you're really cool. Um, So so I've heard, allegedly. Um, (laughs) If if that is present in your system at a certain amount, they measure them in nanograms per milliliter, then you could be uh, presumptively DUI for drugs. But if it is in some states, it's a minority of those states and hasn't made its way around. Um, So so that's what we're looking at as far as uh, where the law has come to this point to try to address the problem. Right. But still, if one third of all of the cases in your court relate to alcohol and vehicles, clearly there's a lot of progress to be made. It could could be. You, you, you know, you you could be right. You know, what would be interesting is to look at that issue. Um, and when it was during the time of prohibition <clears throat> and whether or not there was still was, um, you know, per capita, the same type of a problem going on. Because I don't know the answer to that, but I kind of assume that it probably would still have been something that was going on. Um, there's other types of liability, though, not just criminal liability when um, DUIs are involved. Absolutely. Absolutely. And in the Berman case, there is the Dram Shop Law of Connecticut. Now, Dram Shop means that if you are an establishment that serves alcohol to the public and you unknowingly serve somebody who is intoxicated and then they go on to injure um, somebody else, then there is a liability for that establishment that served the alcohol. And that is exactly what the Connecticut General Statute on um, Dram Shop says. It says if the person uh, who caused the injury was visibly or perceivably intoxicated when he or she purchased the alcohol – and the person's intoxication was the cause of the injury. So you have to look at causation still. That's right. But that is um, just an example of, of one state's dram shop laws. Now, not all states have dram shop laws, but um, but Connecticut and, is. And that's going to be interesting in the Berman case because everything that I've read, apparently before she got behind the wheel of the vehicle, she was a point two six, but she was also uh, at lunch with her sister, I believe. And her sister made a statement and said, yes, she had a martini, but she didn't seem drunk to me. And she didn't finish it. And in addition, she had oysters, stuffed clams, and bread Yeah, with a one martini lunch. And, and, and so the point there is if the, if the sister is being truthful and says she couldn't see, for purposes of a dram shop law, how would you expect the establishment that served the alcohol mm-hmm. – to be able to visibly see that she's intoxicated, have kept serving her if the person she was dining with said she didn't appear intoxicated. She had one drink. And so, well, you know. Then she, they had a coffee drink so yeah. or some kind of a chocolate drink after like as, after um, they finished eating. That, and that, that drink may be at issue. It, that, that may be. It may be. But again, this, the sister said, I, I just didn't think that uh, she didn't appear intoxicated. Those are all things that. Look, those those are the allegations and the evidence that have come out as a defense. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, certainly if that. it was called, you know, chocolate, knock you on your, you know what, drink, then maybe that would be something that would, 
you know, the establishment may have li- some liability for if they know that someone can become intoxicated by one drink. I don't, I don't know. And, and the only reason I say that is because you, you can never ex- – there should be no expectation of real-life activities in connection with the name of a drink. I'm, I'm, I'm aware of some drinks that refer to activities on the beach, and that never happens. So uh, you know, I, I don't know if, if you can create a, an expectation based on the name of a drink. But, uh, but you're right. If, if they're visibly intoxicated and they kept serving, it could be liability. We'll see what happens there. Um, you know, th- there are some things that happen after somebody gets a DUI. Every once in a while, uh, the court will impose, for example, uh, ignition interlock device requirement. Now, that is a device that's on your car. You blow into it, and if it measures alcohol in the breath sample at all, that car won't start. That's uh, one thing. Now, the question here, Cal, you raised, how do we get rid of DUIs? Well, I suppose you could put an ignition interlock device in every car. Yeah, you could. And Regardless. But then you'd have people say, why am I being penalized? I never or, got a DUI. Right. Or, or the uncle says, why don't you blow into this for me and then I'll drive. Now, my understanding is, <laughs> and you know that happens, Todd. It does. I bet it does. With a really yeah. bad uncle. Yeah. Well, whatever it is. I was told that in Germany... I just got a call from a caller who didn't want to come on the air. He said, in Germany, if you get pulled over DUI, you immediately go to psychological institution until it's determined that you no longer have the propensity to drink or drive. And in New York, if you have certain drugs, you can do a test. And on your driver's license, it says he takes XYZ, whatever it may be, and therefore they can drive with a small level of that in their bloodstream prior to a DUI. I I think that they can, however— that would just be letting them know that these are therapeutic ranges. Right. But if it could ever be shown that any – look, if you're taking a drug that's prescribed by your doctor, if that drug impairs you for purposes of driving, the fact that it's prescribed by a doctor is not a defense to a DUI. It's not a that's right. No, yeah. no. You, exactly. You could still be DUI even though you're taking a drug that's prescribed by the doctor. Because think about this. Alcohol is legal for you to possess. Right. But you can't drive if you're impaired because of the alcohol. Why would the drug be any different? Just right. because and, you possess it legally. Right. And in Texas, it is okay to drive with alcohol a little, but you, there's a limit. If you clip the limit, then you've got a problem. That's what I've been told. Well, anyway. well that's, yeah. that's the law in every state. The, the, one of the, uh, in Louisiana, you can go through a drive-thru. Well, and that's, and, that's know, one of the things. Drink. The, the statement, it's, a, it's illegal to drink and drive, is not technically correct. It's illegal to drive with a blood alcohol level of 0.08 or higher or impaired due to alcohol. Right. If you consume alcohol and you're neither one of those two, you have a defense to a DUI. It's just, uh, you know, so every state is technically like that. But I, my recommendation, this is Todd's advice. Err on the side of caution. If you have a drink, don't rely on yourself to assess your level of intoxication. Get a ride. Call a taxi. Call Uber. Call Lyft. Call somebody. It's uh, it, Call it, your it, wife and husband. Yeah, call, call your friend telling me you're drinking. Keep an eye on me. If I get sloppy, make sure that make sure that I get a ride home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the better way to go about it, personal responsibility. All right, Todd, thank you so much. Denise, thank you. You'll both be back here for the third hour of Radio Law Talk, which is coming right up. And all you have to do is stick around because that's in six minutes or seven minutes from now. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.
the new socialism. More and more Democratic lawmakers want everyone to get a basic income, even if they don't work. Free health care, free college, and more. Now, every night this week, Rob Schmidt is on Newsmax pushing back on the new socialism and its leaders like AOC and Bernie Sanders. Joe Biden's spending programs are already costing you trillions as inflation is soaring. If you care about your money, you need to watch Rob Schmidt tonight. Find out why socialism doesn't really work and how it actually can cost you a lot. Get Newsmax TV on all major cable systems. If your operator doesn't carry it, call them and demand Newsmax or you can switch. Also, find Newsmax for free on most streaming systems like Roku, Samsung, LG, Pluto, Zumo, and more. Or download the free Newsmax app on your phone and watch it anywhere. More than 30 million Americans are tuning into Newsmax because it's news they can trust.